Dable, the Rising Sun Hotel, South Melbourne, are our sponsors for the month of June. That is absolutely epic news, Mads. Look, they're synonymous with the Swannies, Dable, from the days of Bobby Skelton to now with Buddy Franklin. And I can tell you as fact, Mads, that there is no better atmosphere in Melbourne for all the Swannies home games than getting down to the Rising Sun at number two Raglan Street, South Melbourne. Well, you're amongst friends. Beer's flowing, and maybe you can even get stuck into some of the True Bloods cocktails, Dable. Sounds like a bloody good idea, Mads. G'day, Mickey O from the Swans. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Go, boys. Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. (laughs) It's what we're here to do. Let's go. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, Table. What is going on? Damaging team. Damaging disposal. He's been very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back in the Image Online studio in Abbotsford. To we, there's no game to review, Mads, but we'll be previewing <laughs> the <laughs> we'll be previewing the upcoming clash against the Saints on Thursday night and everything else. Sydney Swans. There's a bit going on in Swanee's land, but how are you, big fella? Good to have you back here. I'm well. I'm well. I wish the RBA would stop raising rates. Yeah, true. Another point two five pain points. in the ass. It just might. Yeah. I don't know. Don't get me started, Dable. Yeah, right. It's not a finance podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast about the Sydney Swans, and I'm aware that I mentioned it and you didn't mention it, okay? <laughs> yes. But don't get me started. Yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, look, I'm good. I'm good, man. It was good. See, people, I, I say this to people, they're like, oh, you're going to miss the Swans being on? Not really. We needed the break. Not really. Uh, we needed the break. I, but I, also, just the lack, like, to, to not have to stress. Yeah. Is so nice. It is, yeah. When you're that, that invested like we are, mate, it does take a toll. But I think that the, the buy came at the perfect time. Couldn't have come at a better week, time, you know. And we're and by the sounds of it, you know, we'll touch on it now. We're getting the likes of ramps back, which is a huge inclusion. Can't be underestimated how big that is for the club. Having your captain come back into the side. With Parks going out too, which is a yeah. big loss. So that that sort of makes up for the on, on-field um, leadership that we will lose in, with Parks going out with the week's suspension. And Armadi, the Armadi party looks like he may be selected as well. Yeah, they're both listed as a test, Yep, which makes sense. I can't see Armadi slotting straight back in, to be honest. Could go back through the twos. I don't think it's a walk-up start, but he was really starting to find his feet. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him, with McLean really stepping up to the plate the last month to six weeks. That Well, it's six to eight weeks since Armadi's been out, isn't it? It is, and I could not believe it when Saundo mentioned that this afternoon. Yeah. I could simply could not believe it, Deeble. <laughs> That it's been eight bloody weeks. Yeah, well, since that Brit, that uh, Richmond game. But in saying that, I must say, I've been proven very wrong with Joel Amadi. I saw him fundamentally as a bit more of an athlete rather than a footballer. And I thought, ah, does, he, does he have it? Does he not? He bloody well has it. He started this year like an absolute house on fire. And one thing I'll say, I mean, I know McLean's had a, a really good month. Really, really good month. Again, prove me wrong. I know nothing. But I just feel Amadi puts on more scoreboard impact 
to a point where I'd much rather him in the team if I have to choose. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think Armadi's form was a lot more inconsistent. I would slightly disagree with you saying he, he was absolutely on fire. Yeah, he had some great games. There's, there's no doubt. There was that Hawthorne game and the way he started that game against the Tigers that night. He was on, absolutely on. But I, I do feel he's a little bit more inconsistent. And, and the consistency we got from McLean in output, you know, that ruck pushing forward role has been fantastic. And Amadi can play ruck too, though. Oh, they're definitely, definitely. But oh, can you play both? You put, you Maybe you can with Logan not in the team. I think you can with Logan yeah. not in the team. See, this is the thing. We're actually spoiled for choice if we're at full strength. Yeah. And well, it's, it's a selector's nightmare, but it's a good problem to have, right? But I honestly think you you can you can have both I, I if think Logan's not there because it could be Armadi coming in and stretch making way very I, bit I of a quiet game against uh, Carlton and don't get me ago. wrong stretch has been fine yep. stretch for for someone who is in the very much the infancy of his AFL career yeah he he came in and did exactly what was required of him and, and he can't be knocked for that but that seems to be the natural. Um, Sort of in and out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then look, and we always seem to throw up a selection surprise. It doesn't matter what game it is, whether you're expecting it or you're not expecting it, but it's... Because I think we can cover Luke Barker. Someone's just got to step up, as simple as that. Well, I mean, yeah, they do. Yeah. But I can see Papley spending a lot of time in the midfield. Well, he's obviously got his body right too, because he had that many... CBAs, as uh, Big Phil mentioned last week, <laughs> centre bounce attendances. attendances. I think I said ball last week on reflection, but I did mean centre bounce attend- attendances. So he to go in as frequently as Paps did against Carlton shows that I think he's back on track with his body. And look, Dable, he's not kicking goals at the moment. No. So, you know, that's it, it makes sense. You've got you to gotta throw the magnets around when things aren't working. Yeah, and I think things are starting to work. They, they are. They are. It's just the general feel I get, and it, it's been building these last couple of weeks, uh, you know, like those big bodies of water, Mads, and it's really sort of come it's to... Some sort of tectonic plate Tectonic shifting. plate movement. We saw yeah, it a couple right. of weeks ago with the with the earthquake in Melbourne. They know we're down here. They know we're coming. They know we're coming, Faithful, but it, it, the cogs are just starting to move a little bit nicer and, you know, they're starting to get it sorted out. I, I, one change, uh, I don't use it a change, a bit of a role change I'd like to see is Braden Campbell used to his ability. Yeah. He, he's really good off that on that wing and half back. But ever since I saw that explosion away from contest against the Kangaroos and kicked that goal, yeah. that is not everyone can do that, mate. No. And, and to have that explosive power that Braden Campbell has, and, and he's just got a bit more grunt about him this year, I feel. And I, I would love to see him go on the ball and especially help out for with, with the absence of Parks. 100%. I wholeheartedly agree with you. That man has shown off how just his left foot, man. It's so it's, penetrating. It's beyond its years you know, in how penetrating it you is. You know who I compare it to? Oh, here we go. Stewie Maxfield. Yeah, not a bad call. It, it's, That's not a bad shout at all. It, it's penetration yeah. like Stewie Maxfield, and he's sort of got that same thing. You know how when Stewie Maxfield was having a set shot 
and he was like having a run up like he was on the run. Yeah, more players should do it because so many players more are natural. A, a great kick on the run, but when they've got the set shot, they get all robotic. Mm. But yeah, I would. Braden Campbell's the one for me, and I'm just going to keep calling for it weekly because I reckon the put sele- it out in the universe. I, I reckon the selectors listen in sometimes, and like like they were listening to me preseason with Errol Goulden. They knew he was going on the ball. <laughs> they heard they heard my tips, and they're like, "Yep, we're going to play Errol on the ball," and we saw it. So. Look, I just really think it's a a, a weapon. He's a weapon. Yeah, that he's we a can weapon. Use. He's a weapon. All right, for sure. We've got a few weapons, right? And it's just interesting with where we're at at the moment because I think just over the last few weeks, guys have stepped up. Yeah, right. I think a, a one who's certainly caught my eye, and I think I think he's caught the faithful's eye too, is Justin McInerney. Yeah. Really stepped up, man. We touched on it last week, but ever since the soft drop, which is it always baffles me, that, that soft drop, and they always tend to make their way back into the side. But it's what he needed, and he's been fantastic. It's, it's work rate. Juzzy has the work rate, and... We know he reads the ball so well. Like, just take, for example, that prelim when he read that ball off Darcy Moore and, you mm. know, ran into an open goal from 60 metres out or whatever it was. It was. He's well, got that flair about he's him. He's got that, the flair. Sort of class. Yeah, and he's got the finishing ability too. Like, Man. That, that goal against Carlton, bro, like, to, you know, get your kick smothered, follow up and bang it home from 50 under pressure. Like, not many players can do that. Two things. He does not turn it over much. Yeah. He does not actually turn it over much. And he doesn't doesn't kick many clangers. And and that's that's what you want out of a guy like him. We've said it all before. We we are elite by foot. Yeah. We actually are. And so what you've got to do is you've got to use people to their strengths. McInerney, Campbell, Goulden. These yeah. these are the ones. Nick Blakey. Blakey. And we'll touch on that in a minute. They're the ones that you, you need to be putting in roles where they can get dangerous. You don't want you don't want those situations where Braden Campbell gets an opportunity from outside fifty, being too far, uh, few and far between. You want them, uh, you know, a reasonable shot of happening quite frequently. Yeah, um, and, and I think that's the important thing. But yeah, guys like McInerney stepped up and just needs to keep rolling. You can't you can't go pardon the pun, you can't go soft now, Dable. Yeah. This this is a time where everybody's got to keep putting in. And I think as, as you rightly said, the buy came at a really good time. And, and I think they'll be in a headspace now coming off two wins to really keep rolling. Well I think it's so important to use our strengths and I think the we have to go to how are we going to win a premiership? Right, that's what it, it revolves around. That's right. We're we're not here just to make up numbers and not try and win every game we play. And I think we saw it last year. The way we're going to win a premiership is via our ball use. Yep. And and you touched on it before. We've got the players who can execute by foot. You even look at Rampy coming back into the side. He's got that penetrating kick that can pull off that 55-metre, 45-degree pass, right? Not everyone can do that, and it's we've got the ball users to do Mate, it. Mate, we've got so, five of them. Yeah. yeah, And it's it's just picking the times when to go. We've just got to be – decision-making's got to be a little bit better, and we've got to execute our skills, and that's how we're going to win games this back half of the season. Mate, that's really all that's missing. You look – at the games that we've lost, you look at the Port Adelaide game, you look at the GWS game, we lost that because we didn't execute 
skills in the field. Yep. Turned it over too much. Yep. Simple as that. Or execute in front of goal. Yeah. Like that, it's as we've always said, we're not that far off. We're not. We're not that far off, Debs. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the, the problem that we do have is we haven't executed those games, which puts us in this position where these games against you know teams like St Kilda, it's basically every game going You've got to play perfect now. footy, Debs. You, you, you can't be off. If you're off, we lose, and it's... It's not season over, but it makes it a step bloody closer. That's for sure. Well, that's the thing. It's like in a game. It's like in any sort of game, Deeble. If you give a team a four-goal head start, you've got to play perfect footy for the rest of the game. And we've done that with our season, right? And and it's just just little things, little skill errors. You fix them up, we're going to be okay. But you're right. Is it a hard task? Absolutely, it's a hard task. But we showed last year that we're up to it. For sure. We have the personnel. They have the ability to be able to play this type of footy for a long period of time. Definitely, mate. And while we're talking about personnel, how bloody good is it locking the lizard away till 2031? It is. I say that with trepidation, though. So do I. Because... And this is how I've been explained because I, I was in the office when that happened and I had a whole number of people come up to me and tap me on the shoulder and say, are, are you guys dumb? <laughs> and I sort of thought, I understand where you're coming from. You look at you look at your Trelaw, you look at your Mackay, you know, these are big Yukernos. These are big deals and they're probably dumb deals. I just feel it's a little bit different with Nick Blakey. Def- definitely. I think Bla- a, I don't think he's on the million dollars a season no, like they are. No, so that changes he, it. No, agreed. He's probably on, I reckon, seven seven fifty. Yeah. I think he is a unique player. Yep. I think he is a he's a piece. Nick Blakey's a piece that if somebody was making a push to a flag, you need a little bit of run. He's your man. Yeah. So to lock him away before free agency and not have that headache when, you know, a St. Kilda or a Carlton or someone comes knocking and goes, hey, we need a bit of pace. Yeah. I think that's great. I don't – and I also think he's got so much upside, man. Like, he had injuries earlier in his career. Touch wood – there's no more injuries. But he has got that much upside, man. Yeah, and this is a thing. You make these long-term plays to hopefully come out on top and you're getting them cheaper than when... Well, it's an investment, right? It's an investment. Exactly right. And it's like Buddy Franklin, when sort of when it got to, you know, year 67 of the deal and Buddy's flying, kicking, you know, 70, 80 goals a year and we're, we're paying him a million bucks, it was like, you know, if Buddy went to another team, he's getting one and a half. Yeah. Right? So they're, 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 you have to compare it to these long-term deals and I, I think it's on slightly less money than those other guys. But in my for mine, Mads... For yours. I would say it's a year or two long. I would have liked a five-year extension, and he's hit there with us for the next six. I tell you. Yeah. And I wouldn't have even batted an eyelid. But, you know, the the, the seven-year deal, it, it's large, but can well and truly pay dividends, True Bloods. Now, it's it's part of a – it's a piece in a bigger puzzle. Yeah. Right? 
The New York Yankees in 98, 99, 2000 won three World Series in a row. Now, with baseball, you got team, you got players coming and going all the time, right? With the Yankees over that time, they had the core four, right? They had Andy Pettit, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, and Jorge Posada. They were the four that were in that team from before those World Series and after those World Series. Yeah. Now, I see this. I, I, I see what we've done here. We're creating that sort of core, right? Mills, 2028. Heaney. 2029, Mills. Yeah, Mills, 2029. Heaney, 2028. I'll just run, run through them for you. I've got it in front of me. That's what I was typing up. So you've got Papley till the end of 2028. You've got, what else are we? We've got McInerney to the end of 2026. Heaney to the end of 2028. And Mills to the end of 2029. So you've got a core amount of players, a mixture of sort of midfielders, forwards, defenders. Yeah. Right? You're building that core in what is basically a premiership window. Yeah. Right? Because we've got such a young side, we're blessed to have a young side, what they're thinking is this is our premiership window. Yeah. This, these are the core guys that we're going to have there. And you know what? I'd love a Logan McDonald added to that as well. Yeah, well, he only signed the two-year extension last year. Yeah. So... Well, but but that that bodes well for me, Deeble. Yeah, that makes me feel good because I know those key parts of our team are locked away. 100%. We don't have to worry about it. You got Callum Mills, the Rolls Royce, end of twenty twenty nine, right? The, you will not find a better two way mid in the comp. You've got a, a player who has the, the ceiling of Isaac Heaney, and he he's, he probably hasn't even reached it yet. He's all Australian last year, and he's you know he's starting to social show some signs that he might be going into the guts and might become a completely different player to what we've seen. And yeah, you got Tommy McCartan even, even to the end of 2027, right? So there's your key back and you got Paps to the end of 2028. So, you know, there's the core. They're they're proven players. Like you're not guessing with these players, right? So I think that's the way and... I think Carlton got it a bit wrong with the players they sort of put, like even... Um, Saad. Saad on long term. Yeah. It's exactly right, you know. It, it's just not quite the ilk of, of a Nick Blakey, but... Uh, and and the upside and the youngness as well. But I think, and that's the, the key thing, is how young they are. Yeah. Because th- this is something you build around. These are the leaders, Right. Yeah. These are the people that impart the blood's culture onto to people who come into the club. This is what you build your flag hopes around. Yeah. You got Mil- Mills is twenty six and Haynes is twenty seven. Right. And then and then Paps might be twenty eight now. So you know that they get they're in that that prime window that five year window in that period they're locked away. You don't have to worry about other clubs getting them. And I, I don't mind it. And I think they've selected the right players. Yeah. It's not like we've got someone who we're guessing is going to be a good player. Debs, it would kill me if any of those players left. 100%. So true. Like, it would kill me. Yeah. There's other players I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. Devastating, but not kill you. That would kill me. Yeah. 
Callum Mills, Isaac if that would kill me. Yeah, so I, I think it, you know the the reference you bring up with the Yankees, it's a very similar look, and you know normally we're ahead of the trend with this type of thing. I think so, and I think our guys have got it right, and it's you know maybe Blakey's a, a a year or two too long, but we could be looking at this in five years and going, how fucking smart are we? Yep. You know, so. I, and and I mean, look, this is all uh, it's all calculated risks. Yeah, right. These are all you. You look at the risks, you assess the risks, and then you, then you do a deal like that for sure. So you know, I think we should have enough faith in our list management because they haven't done a great deal wrong. I mean, bar last year, well, that's a, that's the first. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But I mean, you can look at you look at things like Toby Nankovis, you look at Darcy Cameron. Yeah. Right. And you, in hindsight, you look at that and go, well, Toby Nankervis has won three flags. That was a shit move. But, again, it's about calculated risks. At the time, it wasn't required and it backfired. But at the end of the day, you've got to make, you've got to make calls on people. It's like all you're circumstantial. Not, yeah, it's all too. circumstantial. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have faith in the list management um, as a whole. And I'm pretty comfortable with with what we're building here, for sure, for sure. What what other? And we got Angus Sheldrick, end of 2025. It's good to see him get an extension. He'll get his chance in the middle at some stage. Well, we know we know what his role is. Every time he's been brought in, he hasn't been chucked on the pill. Might get the opportunity this week with well, Parks out. You no, don't we know. just don't. We just don't rush people. Yeah, we just we never have. I don't know why people expect. That we're going to this yeah. time. Why? Why would stray from from what we've always been doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. That's not the question I'm asking. The question I'm asking is when he does come in, he never plays that role. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, this is the thing. Callum Mills wasn't a midfielder. Yeah, de- does Sheldrick need another string to the bow? You know, to be I, able I to. I think, I, and I think this is what they do. I think they've seen it work with people doing apprenticeships. Yeah. And I'm not saying the the role that Sheldrick is playing at the moment is is his apprenticeship per se. I think it's just a suck it and see type scenario yeah. to to see what they can get out of him because you've got to you, you know you've got to look at a scouting report of a player and you've got to go well what can this guy do well if it's if it's just head over pill they probably want a little bit more than that yeah and I think that's what they're searching for with Sheldrick or else he'd probably be playing weekly with the issues that we have had so far yeah. this season in the yeah. middle. But so. it shows they're not panicking, yeah, Deeps. for sure. For sure. What are, what, what other Swannies news have we had this week, Mads? I think that's Well, it. we've got the Budwars 350. 350th. We'll touch on that in the uh, social seg. That will be bloody epic. It's also the uh, the Pride round. It is the Pride round, Dable. We, we might jump into that. We've got a, a special voice note coming through from Serena Jackson, who is the head of the Rainbow Swans and also the number one ticket holder for the Swannies, mate. So it's just a bit to do with uh, the Pride game, which is on Thursday night against the Saints. Yes. So here we go from Serena. And my name's Serena Jackson. I'm the number one ticket holder of the Sydney Swans and also the chair of the Rainbow Swans, which is the official LGBTI uh, Q plus supporter group of the Sydney Swans and this week we've got our annual Pride game against St Kilda on Thursday night. Um, I suppose a bit of background about me, I've been a supporter since the late 80s um, and I got involved with the Rainbow Swans in 2015 
Uh, and then with the Swans, officially, um, with the, uh, the Diversity Action Panel, um, I think that was 16 or 17. Um, COVID took a few years from us. Um, but um, loving my time as number one with the, with the Swans and um, having, having a great experience. Um, swans, what, what does Pride Game mean and, and what does the Swans doing this mean? Um, look, it means so much just simply because it's the visibility of the game to our community and to those outside the community. Um, it's the safe space that it creates and the welcoming that everybody's welcome at the football, regardless of identity, regardless of gender, regardless of sexuality. Um, and and it's, it just, it creates that, you know, when you see your team, whether, whether they be the male team or the female team running around in their pride guernseys, the young kid at home who's struggling with their identity sees that it's normal and, um, and goes, you know, it's okay, I'm okay. Uh, and that's got the ability of saving lives, which to me is so important. But it's also a celebration. It's a celebration of our families, of our friends, of our loved ones, of our kids uh, and, and of our community. And I think that that uh, can't be um, m- m- understated um, or overstated. It, it, it's just, it's such a good um, representation of the community that uh, the Swans have had supporting them for so long. So to have it in reverse, that's an amazing thing. Um, of course, Pride Game is an annual fixture uh, and it's against St Kilda. We've, we've, we've won all but one, so hopefully that trend continues and hopefully on, um, on Thursday night we get a win because uh, at the end of the day, that's why we love the team but, uh, and we get to celebrate along the way and uh, show our colours and, um, and, and cheer the team on. So everyone see you there and, and have a have a great night. Thanks very much for that, Serena. It's great to hear a bit of backstory on the Rainbow Swans and, you know, what this game means to you being the number one ticket holder. It's, and, yeah, thanks very much for the contribution. But, you know, I hear us here at True Bloods Mads, we're, we're open to it. Anyone listening to our show, oh. it doesn't matter, man, woman, or identify as something else, mate, that doesn't make a difference to us. No, it doesn't. It's 2023, Deeble. That's, uh, that's not something that bothers us in any way, shape, or form, nor should it bother anyone uh, for mine, Deeble. For yours, Mads. And, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome game, and, and the rainbow stripes look good on the jersey as well. Oh, it's a cracking jersey. For sure, for sure. And uh, we'll be back right after this. How good's this, Deeble? The Rising Sun Hotel in South Melbourne are hosting us and the faithful for the game against the West Coast Eagles at 4.30pm on the 24th of June. How good is that, Mads? We'll be upstairs in the True Bloods room, and I hear they've got some drink specials for us. They do, Deeble. $4.50 pots, $9 pints of Carlton, and $5 wines from 3.30 till 5pm. And don't forget... $12 $12 Bloods cocktails. They've got the Southside and they've got the Bloods Negroni cocktails. So uh, let's get cracking, Dable. Goes really nicely, that one, Mads, the old Negroni. But they've also got some live music on Sundays as well? They do, they do. They have a great Sunday session from 3pm till 6pm. You can check out all their live music on their website calendar. Just search up Rising Sun Hotel South Melbourne. How good. So, Faithful, get down to the Rising Sun on the 24th of June. Drink specials from 3.30. Get down and support the Bloods and the Rising Sun. And this could really hurt Sinclair. Does he use Franklin? He has to. Buddy, now what does he do? He might go all the way. He gives it a ride. It's a chance. It'll be a goal. You beauty, buddy. 
How good, Mads. Welcome back to True Bloods, a social seg. And it's all about the big man. He plays his 350th game at the SCG on Thursday night. And what a career it's been so far, mate. Geez, I don't know if there's been an individual man who's brought more pleasure to me, Mads, than than the Budwar. Geez, he's had some moments. It's been such a... It's been a big lesson for me, I think. When I when I initially when we initially got him, I didn't know what to think because I obviously was respectful of his talent, but just solely based on the fact that he was from Hawthorne, absolutely hated him. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. hated him. So I was just I was a bit I was a bit torn. I was being a bit of a nuffy. And I remember just after his first game, I was I was hooked. Like yeah. the, the stuff that that man can do is there's no other way I can describe it other than otherworldly, Debel, because he can do what no other player who's pulled on boots has ever been able to do, and I I think will ever be able to do again. In the hundred and fifty plus years of our great game, Mads, there's but never been a player like Buddy Franklin, and the way he can galvanize a group of supporters like my nan hated Buddy Franklin at Hawthorne absolutely hated him but as soon as he pulled on that red and white strip it was a completely different story but yeah he just so much happiness mate I remember it was funny I was thinking about it today there was this game I think it must have been when the dogs just won their flag in 16 and we mm-hmm. played them round one in 17 and we were down by three or four goals at three-quarter time, and I think we still ended up losing the game, but Bud just put us on his shoulders, and he kicked two goals from outside 50 on the run off the wing within five minutes, and I was just, it just sticks with me, that stuff. It's it's stuff you just don't see from players these days. No, he can turn a game on its head immediately on a dime, Deeb. It's like that game against Brisbane, again, we lost last but year. There was a ten-minute period, and this is last year. This one is like thirty-five. Uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five, bro. And he just turned it on his head for just a ten-minute period. Is all he needed. Yeah, all he needed for sure, for sure. And he was, you know, one of the only ones to stand up in that fourteen granny when we got smoked. He played a really good game, and you know, rolled his ankle in sixteen, and you know, the, all intents and purposes, we we should have won one of those flags, but. It just wasn't meant to be for the bud. And you talk about his his overall success. Like, there, there is no question, although we, we haven't chalked up that premiership in the last 10 years, Buddy Franklin's recruitment to Sydney is a, a bona fide success. Bona fide success. Like, Anyone who says it isn't has no idea about anything. For sure. And just the way he, can ex- he executed for so long and... You know, it was just epic in so many games. Won so many games off his own boot. There was another game. It was years ago against... Uh, Port Adelaide? No, nah, not that one. The Giants. And he did like this big fend off and just got five metres on his opponent and slammed it home from 60, 65. Just managed- this is the greatest showman. Yeah. Just epic stuff. Yeah. And what a pleasure it's been able to have him at our club, mate. Well, we're so lucky, man. So lucky. We're so lucky. And, and culminating with that, that great evening against Geelong last year. Oh, mate. Yeah. I've said it multiple times on here. That is the best event I've ever seen live. And do you know what? I dearly, dearly hope we get a flag for him. If we don't, 
if we don't, we always have that. Yeah. And that's never happening again. For sure. For sure. And I, the way I described it, and it didn't mean as much as a grand final as 2012 meant to me. But, geez, that, that is to, to support your club at an individual and to see that happen live. It's, you know, it's stuff we'll be telling our kids about, Matt. Correct. That's for right. sure. Exactly. So it's cool little things like that. The, the pleasure and, and joy he's brought so many uh, of the faithful o- over those years is uh, just invaluable. It is. Yeah, and I bloody I love him, mate. Yeah, I, he's the best. I love him. And he's the best. I love how he's low key and he you know, he doesn't talk in the no media fuss. a whole lot yeah. and you know, it's it's a big three fiftieth and he's making no fuss about it. Very um very Tony Lockett esque. It is. It is. And I think that's why these guys <laughs> got the best of our, out of themselves for so long because they sort of push that um, spotlight to the side and it you know, gives them an extra, extra step, I reckon. He's one of the greats. He'll go down as one of the greats, Debs, and uh, we're very, very lucky to have had, uh, you know, pretty much bang on half his career for at sure. the Bloods. Definitely, mate. And we, we used him as a social question uh, this week. We went with hashtag ask the faithful. It's the big fellas 350th this weekend against the Saints, aside from the thousandth goal. What is your favourite buddy moment best answers to be featured on the potty? Now, I'll go with Amanda Latham quickly here, who says, two stand out for me. The port game at the SCG where the commentators said, give him a longer contract. It was spine tingling. It was a spine tingling moment. The second was a goal at the Cattery against the West Coast Eagles in the first quarter during the pandemic. It was just a goal, but a goal out of nowhere. And that was the moment I turned to the stranger next to me and said, how lucky are we? And I've been thankful, so thankful ever since. We do agree when he first put on the red and white, but do agree when he first put on the red and white was a fabulous moment. Yep. Very good. Have we got some voices coming through as well? I do have some voices coming through. Beautiful. Cyril. Mads, Debs, Faithful. Cyril from Baronia here. Just want to say thanks for the community vibe you've created. As you've touched on about being a swan, can be a bit lonely. Used to play Spot the Swan supporter, but now I've found a pack of freaks who are just as obsessed as me, and I love it. (laughs) My wife doesn't want to hear about Braden Campbell's left foot. (laughs) But um, you guys do, and you get it. So thank you. Uh, hashtag Ask the Face Faithful. Um, I want to say Bud against Port around 2014, kicking bombs from the wing on TV. That's my highlight. And I'd say in person highlight was I think a game against Hawthorne at the MCG, where he was kicking bombs from the wing and the centre square, and he kicked one out in front of Gary Rowan. Like a two hundred meter sprint to to go fetch go fetch a boy, <laughs> and just seeing Bud in person, how far and how high he kicks the ball, just ludicrous. Going to go celebrate it up at the SCG this week, so yeah, can't wait. Up the bloods, up the potty. On you, Cyril. Yeah, good. Enjoyed the trip up, big fella. And yeah, we love hearing about Braden Campbell's left foot. Mods, big mods. Bloods, faithful. It's mods here from London today. Uh, for mine, for yours, his three greatest goals, the Budwa, worse, his two running goals, once yeah. in the Swanies' colours against Talia, once in the Hawks' colours against uh, Hooker, and, of course, his uh, crazy hurdle goal against Collingwood when he was playing for the Hawks. But more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, the Hydra. 
we're getting one of the heads back, <laughs> Amadi's back, and we're getting our captain back in the back line, Rampy. A little bit of wee just came out. <laughs> up the potty, <laughs> up the bloods. <laughs> Get on your bods. He's good, bods. <laughs> so good. He's good. Uh, Very good. Let me see who we have got Who'll next. Who have we got coming up I'm next? getting no support from Deeble. We got Scalesy. Scalesy. Boys, faithful. Scalesy here. Buddy, big 350. Listen, my favourite one, I reckon, was uh, 2017-18 Adelaide Oval. That goalie kicked in that last quarter. Picked it up on the wing. Couple of bounces, nailed it from the forward pocket. Bruce, special. I absolutely loved it. I was actually driving in regional Victoria, listening to it on the radio in the first half, and the commentators were just going, we're nowhere, we're not going to win this game. Got to the venue, watched that last half. We absolutely owned Adelaide, absolutely loved it, but... I still get excited every time I see the big man going in the ball. I reckon he's got a bit left him. And watch the media come for him this week. They're all going to love him. They've been writing him off the last 18 months. Oh, he should retire. Anyway, up the boys, up the potty, up the bloods. Let's do it against the Saints. Let's go, Scalzi. You know that that game, Debs. I absolutely, I was watching it at Beck's house, I absolutely cracked it because I thought we were going to lose. Yeah. And I left, I'd thrown my hat, <laughs> thrown my hat over the room and I sort of went out, went out away from the TV. Beck goes, buddy, 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 buddy. <laughs> and I come in and he gets it on the wing. <laughs> oh man, that was sick. So and he cocked good. up the bounce as well. And I'm like, oh. Unreal. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a bounce. Mate, you, you had one bounce in like 90 metres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now, if you flick back over onto your Instagram, Mads, yes. uh, the voices are coming in there, Droves, as they always do, mate. And the first one comes from Big RP, Ryan Petrasevics. Oh, we love a bit of Petrasevics. Here we go. G'day, fellas. I assume you're all well. Um, Get up and about, Ryan. Our favourite moment, aside from the 1,000th uh, goal, is the run and carry and goal from the big bud at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Picked it up centre half wing. Well, centre, uh, on the wing. Had a few bounces, dribbled it in for a goal. Fuck me, that was amazing. That was just vintage buddy there. Didn't know he could do it, but he clearly can. Let's hope he has a fucking week end out this week. Up the potty, up the bloods. Let's go. Good on your brother, but it was just so good, wasn't it? So good. The fact that he had done it once before and mm. he is doing it again. Mm. And no one's done anything else since, years, similar since. Years later. So good, mate. Rommers. Rommers. Big Rommers. Hey, legends. Ethan from Wyonga here. Um, in response to the Ask the Faithful question, I think my favourite moment of buddies, apart from that thousandth goal, is... Back in 2018 when he kicked 10 goals against Carlton in the last round. That day I decided to take a friend of mine to his first ever AFL game and he was just amazed at how well Buddy was taking some really good marks that day and just the the overall way that Buddy was playing. My mate was just in awe of how good he was and it's and now we've been to quite a few games together so he's, oh. he's abs- he absolutely loves his AFL now and I've converted him from an NRL man I think so that's good but um yeah definitely that 
10 goals against Carlton. You, well, I don't think you can top it apart from that thousands goal. That was an awesome afternoon at the G, at the SCG. So, yeah, that's my favourite moment. I took two um, Carlton mates to the London Tavern to watch that. And what a show. What a show. Ten of the best. You don't see bags of ten kicked now, often these just, days. Um, I would also like to just mention that the social segment is sponsored by Wheeler's Oyster Farm. 100% it is. 162 Arthur Kane Drive in Pambula. You've got your open oysters. You've got your closed oysters. And as always, go down and see Jimmy at the Sheds for 20% off. On your Jimmy. Jimmy's been on Media Street this week, Mads, and we might give him a call later on and can let you know about it, but these are the best oysters in Australia, Mads, and you can take them home, Mads. This is what I like to do when I'm up in Marimbula. Here we go. I take them home, mate, and I go pop over to my auntie and uncle's house, and I say, auntie Ned, uncle Pella, what are we What are we having on the oysters? We're, we're having your oyster kill, Patrick's. We're having your oyster mornays and a little bit of natural with just a, a dash of lemon is beautiful, Mads. Yeah, right. So, yeah, hit up Jimmy. See him in the shed. 20% off. Happy days. Now we've got oh, a former sponsor, Dingo Landscapes. Boys, faithful for mine. For, for yours. My favourite Budweiser moment would have to be round one 2018 against West Coast. We went over there, massive underdogs. And first game at their new stadium, and we absolutely smacked them. And the big man kicked eight of his finest up the body. So good. So good, Thank you, Pat. Cheers, mate. Mitchie Charles. Oh, big Mitch. Footy finds. Jeez, he's had some uh, big Swannies content on there the last couple of days, hasn't he? I reckon I've got two T-shirts in the mail. I've got one in the mail too, mate. Really? LFG, let's go, baby. How good. Mad Steves Faithful, um, in response to your Ask the Faithful question this week, uh, Budwar, what a champion he's been. Um, the anticipation and excitement, whether you're watching him live or on TV, whenever he goes near the ball is just second to none. Um, we'll never see it again. And um, I think he really needs to be celebrated as he goes on. Um, but one performance really stands out to me. Round 13, 2014 against Port Adelaide, um, was really where we saw how important he is to this footy club. Um, he kicked the last five goals, including a 70-metre Hail Mary, as the age reported. Um, and, yeah, that was where I really thought he stamped his authority on the game as a Sydney player. There's been countless times where we wouldn't have won footy games yep. without him um, out on the field. Um, and I think people really forget that. Um, so, yeah... I think we need to really just enjoy the last moments we have with him, enjoy this week, and hopefully we can stick it up those uh, filthy St Kilda, that St Kilda footy club, because, uh, yeah, I'd love nothing more than to beat them this week. He hates the Saints. He does. He, he, he vehemently hates them, similar, which, which we love. Similar to, <laughs> which we love. <laughs> similar to your hate for the Melbourne footy club? I'd say so. Very similar, for Very sure. Very similar. <laughs> uh, unjustified. Unjustified. Next uh, one, big... Dan Bones, Bones Elliot. Well, he's got some good little t-shirt designs here as well, David. We might have to consider that. G'day, fellas. Hope you're all well. Assume you're all well. Week off. Looking forward to some more football this week. G'day, Faithful. How are you all? Uh, ask the Faithful. Look, Buddy has given us no shortage of highlights over his career at Sydney. I remember thinking back to how bad I didn't want him to come. 
how I wanted him to go to GWS. What a fool I was. Oh, what an idiot. I look back on a young, silly boy. But one of my favorite, favorite moments with Buddy would have been, uh, it was the 2018 round one. It was the first ever game of AFL at Optus Stadium in here in Perth. I was there. We gave it to the Eagles. Buddy kicked eight goals, one. He was everywhere. He owned that stadium. It was such a good game. It just showed how much he could control a game. And I still think he can do it. You never know. We might see it one more time this year. Also, this is uh, Dan from Golden Bay, Western Australia, <laughs> just sitting in the uh, school car park in the rain, waiting to pick up my children. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> very good, Bonesy. Very good, mate. We'll uh, get back in touch with you about those designs. That look pretty good. For sure. And the last one comes from Davin Nichols. Davin. First time contributor, is he? I reckon he is. Could well be. Welcome. Boys, it was an absolute honour to meet you down at the uh, mail exchange after the Kangaroos game a few weeks ago. I said I'd send him my first uh, voicey, but never got round to it. But I had to for the big bud. Um, Favourite memories, bought me a lot of them over the years, would have to be just one of his battles that he got the better of our rants at the G. Yeah. Uh, over those many, many years that they went head to head. But, um, yeah, what a champion. Up the bloods, up the pod. I really reckon they did not like each other. Definitely. Their the contests were full on, for yep. sure. It was, I think it was nah, very on-field type stuff there. It stuff. was pretty aggressive. It was so aggressive on field. Oops, sorry. Gee whiz. Oh, boy, I've had a bear. <laughs> uh, there's, we'll jump onto your social medias. I'll be on lads. your Facebook. You'll be on your Facebook. So I'll jump over to our Twitter now, I've gone with the Bearded Swan. We oh, love yeah. the Bearded Swan. Jeez, he's everywhere. He's on your Instagrams. He's on your Twitters. He's on the Bearded Swan is bloody everywhere. Aiden, he's looking very, very nice in his uh, True Bloods college jacket. Oh, really? He oh, was. He'd be nice and warm down at footy training. He was, on. and wearing it up there in Sydney when we, we caught up at the pub. But the Bearded Swan goes with the goal versus the Crows in Adelaide, in Adelaide round 22, taking the mark from Peeney on the half-left flank, half-back left flank, running down the wing into his half-forward, bouncing, almost losing the ball, the gather, the kick from 45, tight angle, goal skis. Yeah. So both. good, wasn't it? So good. Uh, Nicole Sullivan. The day the news broke when he was moving to the Swans and everyone thought he was going to GWS, wasn't that... Berserk. Berserk. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Just everything like that gets leaked. Now, everyone knows where everyone's going by the end. There's never a surprise like it was when Buddy Just signed at the Swans. Walks out and does a presser. I remember someone messaged me. He's like, Buddy Franklin's going to the Swans. And I was like, what? Absolutely I saw it berserk. On, I saw it on the news in the morning. I was getting up ready to go to work, and I'm like, what is going on? And Mike Fitzpatrick... Still, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a few uh, things came out of that one, didn't it? Jake Colin Maguire, when he collected his premiership medal at the 2023 Grand Final. Hashtag manifest. I like it, Jakey. We need all the manifestation we can bloody get these days, Mads. Now, I've jumped over onto the Instagram because we love the Instagram. We're on we there as well as, long as, as well as your Facebooks and your Twitters. But Peter underscore Titmus goes, any of his goals in full flight running and bouncing away from opponents alongside the left wing and bombing him in from the sidelines at the 50s. Some classics at Hawthorne 
in the Hawthorne Colours against the Bombers, but remember one against the Swans in Adelaide, it was berserk. And then Lloyd Barnett goes with Bud bagging eight goals in the first game at uh, Optus Stadium. Yeah, that's a, that's a popular one. Luke Whippy, when he lost the 2012 grand final to the Bloods. Yeah, and AFL underscore legend underscore 29. Round 11 against the Tigers last year. That win wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him with some vintage butt in that last term. Mm. I think he kicked three or four in mm. that last term. Term yep. is really big. Yep, massive. But no, nah, epic game. Support the bud this week. You know, get to your TV screens. Get to your SCGs up there um, if you can and support the man for his big 350th. So, yeah, big congratulations from True Bloods HQ. It's massive. It is. It's massive. Just before, honestly, honestly, do you think he's remembered as a hawk or a swan? Yeah, bloody good question, mate. Uh, Because people have this, uh, and I, I hear it a lot with American sports, there's this big emphasis on championships. Yeah. And I just think it's such a limited way to look at someone's career. It is. It's a team sport. It's <clears throat> not an individual sport. Yeah. He, he'll always be remembered at Hawthorne for winning premierships because that's just sort of the, the way the landscape goes. But look, How many d- win? Two? Two. I, I, I think just because I've watched so much of him, he'll, he'll always be a swanny to me. And what he what he's done for us, the amount of games he's won off his own boot and the, the amount of goals he's kicked... Oh, I but think, what do you I, think people remember him as? I don't. It's impossible for me to say. I'd, I'd, I'd prob- probably Hawthorne. You know, it's where he kicked a hundred goals. It's where he won two flags. I think it's, the thousand goals helps us. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I think so. I, I don't know. It'd be an interesting um, survey for it sure. Would be. For sure. Good question. Good question. We'll be back. We'll be back right after this. You know, Debo, I wasn't much of a dog person until I met my dog, Leo. He's a good boy, Leo. He's a good boy. You know where I leave him when I go to where work? Where do you leave him, Mads? I leave him in the capable hands of Matt Donnelly at Man's Best Friend, Melbourne. He specialises in dog walking around the Stonington Council area, on lead only, small groups, uh, dog sitting overnight, and he also does puppy training one-on-one, Debo. Well, you find Matt Donnelly at Man's Best Friend Melbourne on your Instagrams, Mads, and he's on your Facebooks as well. So hit up Matty and he'll get you sorted. Jeez, I think Leo could do it with a bit of that one-on-one training, Deeble. Mention the pod and book any service and get a swan's dog tag engraved. How good is that? You know what I love, Mads? What do you love, Deeps? I love the swannies. Oh, so do I. You know what I hate, Mads? What do you hate? It's how no one talks about it. Oh, doesn't it just kill you? Now, Faithful, I need you to jump on your socials. We're on your Instagrams. We're on your Facebooks. So jump on there and give us a follow. If you listen on Spotify, follow and rate five stars. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate five stars and leave us a glowing review. The Faithful's support is what makes this potty what it is. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies. Welcome back to True Bloods, Mads. We've got a special guest on the line. Oh, we do. He's just come out of the sheds. <laughs> We've got Jimmy Wheeler from Wheeler's Oysters, fresh out of the shed, joining us on True Bloods. How are you, Jimmy? How's business? How are you going? Oh, business is great, mate. So happy to be on the uh, podcast. Mate, you're on debut. It's huge news. And, you know, the first question we might ask you is, is why you follow the Mighty Bloods? How did, how did you get into the Mighty Swannies? Oh, mate, it's a long story. I, um, well, we've, we got got got, like... we've got all night, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, I never used to. Um, I started playing soccer when I was a bit younger, so I didn't really go for any football team. But when I started playing Oz Kick, I got the Swans jersey. So that's why I started to support them in the first place. And then a uh, good friend of mine, John Nardo, also supports the Swans. So, um, yeah. Uh, my first game, I remember, was around 2005. So that was a pretty good year, that one. So um, it was all... Up from there, it was, mate. And it was big, big. Johnny Dinardo is a good fella, my my cousin yeah. as well. So a big shout out to Big Dita, the Big D. Now, now, Jimmy, how do you have your your oysters? Because oh, Debel craps on about oyster mornay. How do you uh, how do you, how do you like them? Uh, I'm not a massive fan of oysters, to be honest. But um, <laughs> Jimmy, that's, Jimmy, that's absolutely berserk. <laughs> that is. Boy, oh boy, where are we? But um, no, I don't mind them. Phil Patrick's, that's for mine, is my favourite. For, for yours, yours, Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you look at you. You know, you get your your hard your hard styled veterans who just get into you know a, a natural oyster, Jimmy, with a yeah. with a nice bit of lemon on there. Jimmy, Jimmy, you've absolutely cooked me there. You've absolutely <laughs> He's rattled me there. It's like, uh, uh, buddy, what, what do you what do you like about footy? I, I don't actually like footy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just good at it. Yeah, exactly. You're just good at it, mate. But it's a sensational oyster that you produce down there, mate, and uh, it's great. And we well, we want to drive as much patronage as we can to down to the shed to see yourself. And where can they find you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm down at the shed at Wheeler's Oysters. Just pop in. <laughs> and ask for me, and I'll look after you. So last last guy who came in got a hat, and maybe I can look after the next person to come in with a hoodie. So, yeah, happy to help out Swan supporters. Uh, there isn't much of us in the uh, AFL galaxy, so we've got to stick together. And, yeah, happy to help out, boys. Good on you, Jimmy. Good on you, Jimmy. And we want to thank you very much for supporting the show, mate. It means the world to us. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate having you on board this year, mate, and uh, hope you have a good night. I will, mate. Thank you very much. Good on you, Jimmy. Thanks for coming on, Jimmy. That was good to speak to James from Wheeler's Oysters. Get down there and support him when you're in the area. I want one of these hats. Hats. or He's even got a hoodie down there as well for the next faithful member who gets down there. How good. Yeah, bloody hell. But it's great to talk to Jimmy, but there's a big bloody game happening on Thursday night, Mads. It's dead set massive, Deeble, as they all are. As we say, we've put ourselves in this position. Yeah where we need to essentially play perfect football and perfect football is what we shall play. Definitely. Definitely. The Saners will be coming off the week's break as well, but before that, they dropped the game to Hawthorne where they kicked five goals in the last quarter to overrun the Saints, which was absolutely berserk. Absolutely A young Hawthorne side, so they're going to be out for some redemption as well. Can't take them lightly, and they've got some weapons. They do. As all, all sides do, Mads, but Brad Crouch is having a very good season. He's going to be the in-and-under bull, and there's going to be someone who goes head-to-head with him in the guts. You know, it that probably does hurt, you know, not having Parks, not having Millsy, because that's sort of the, the perfect matchup for Crouch. Who do you reckon can sort of go to him? 
in in that Haynes. middle. Haynes. Haynes. Well, he did yeah, the job look, on Cripper. I, I think you're bloody right. I think you're right. It's the same body type too. You know, Crouchy's not overly quick, but can knows how to find the ball. The big one for mine, Devil. For yours, Madison. Is negating Max King. Yes. And I'm really glad we'll hopefully have Dane Rampey back for that. For sure. Well, we should touch on the uh, mid-season draft too before we, we... We can do whatever your heart desires, we, to, Before we really dive into this St. Kilda clash, mate. Jack Buller messaged us on Instagram Instagram, today. we gave him a bit of a tag. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Just to get the response. We're pumping out. How was that kicking style, mate? Yeah, it was... It was that, that was pure. Pure. Silky. Elite. It, it reminds me of a Logan McDonald. You know, when he, he was first drafted and you yep. saw that kicking action and it, it's pure. It's a bit excited, Dave. But yeah, you got Harry Arnold who stands 194 centimetres and 95 kilos. Well, that's a big boy. Mads. And Jack Buller who's 199 centimetres and 99 kilos. I love the, the name's just good. Yeah. Jack Buller. It's good. Could we see one of them debut? Or stranger things have happened. They have with our but selection committee. I would have thought there would have been a bit of talk about that today. Sort of the the news came through that Rams is available for selection, and so is uh, Marty. Look, they, so, they are purely depth. Let's let's not get it wrong. Yeah, they are there for depth, and if anything further should happen, they'll they'll be they'll get the they'll call step up. in. Yeah, yeah, especially you know the, the defense. Was okay against Carlton. They it could have looked bad if they well, kicked straight. It's, it's a big night for Malikin. Yeah, plays again. Yeah, who do, who does Malikin go to? You got your your Maxi Kings. Your, is your Tim Membries playing? Or your Tim Membries? Exactly right. Is he playing? Oh, well, we don't know yet. I don't know yet. I think I did. I did hear talk that he's. I, pre- I thought he's playing. Yeah, I think he's coming back in as well. Yeah, so maybe maybe him. But in terms of, I mean, he's a big boy member. He's probably a little bit more solid than Max King. I think yeah. Rampy's a better match for, for Max King. Yeah. Um, but pro- probably got him for height and, you know, it's like he's agile. He's big. He's big. Yeah, but that, that's why I think Rampy, because Rampy's a bit more agile as well. Yeah, but Lewis has got the, the closing speed. Like he, like he went on Kearney. So you want so. Lewis on Max King? I think so. I think so. Okay. Okay. All all will play out in good time, I suppose. It will. It will. You know who's been great for them? Mason Wood. I was about to say. <laughs> I can read you like a book, mate. Uh, yeah, he's read a bit re- of a renaissance. He's Love rejuvenated it. himself, mate. Yeah. He was on um, you know, one di- one year deal, I think, this year and you know, he's nearly playing on a wing in, in an all Australian side if it was picked tomorrow, mate. It's yep. he he's a bloody good player and he's got a you know, good left foot. And it could be sort of, you know, Errol going out to him on a wing, possibly. Mm. Uh, you definitely have to pay attention and can't let him do what he wants. You cannot. And they've got the young blokes, your Caminides, your Philippus, things like that. You know, yeah. they've got they've got a decent size. They're, they're, they've got one of the best halfbacks in the league, too. Jack Sinclair. Jack Sinclair yeah. and Rizzle Dizzle will be going to him and absolutely locking him down. Well, do you remember that game? The job, did the job last year? Last year, absolutely. Uh, the similar time of year we played them. I remember it was on my birthday last year that we played the Saners. And that was the night that I was at the London with about, oh, I'm going to say, eight mates. Yeah. We did this multi. Yeah. And everybody had to pick a leg. Yeah. And I picked Mills uh, for the over. 
and every leg hit. And then Mills is off the ground for like 70% of the last quarter. Every other leg hit. Stiff. And I'm just copping it left, right, and center. Copping it left, right, and center. And I genuinely feel bad because yeah. it was going to be like 1500 bucks or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's my team and I've cooked this. And so we ended up getting absolutely blitzed. Yeah. Went back to my mate's house. Got home at like 5 a.m. And wake up. And we opened the sports bet, and we've won $1,500. What happened there? I picked the unders. <laughs> How good's that? Well, yeah, it was good, but I would have preferred to celebrate all night rather than have this sneak little thing in the back of my head going, you're a fraud, you don't know anything. That's bizarre. So, like, he's off the ground for 70% of the time. We could have been bloody cheering. Celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ripper story. Um, that one. Yeah, so no, look, I, I, I'm, I'm really confident going into this game. I think selection will be interesting. You'd, you'd have to say the straight swap for Rampy and Parker. I don't know what else will happen. Malikin definitely plays. Harry Cunningham will play. Stretch out. Stretch. Well, yeah, stretch out probably. And Armadi in. Maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I see that as. Quite unlikely. Well, you got Locking McAndrew, Corey Warner, Francis was okay behind the ball. Had had his moments against Carlton. He's probably the other one. Um, Harry Cunningham's had your twenty. He, I've seen him in discussions to getting dropped. He doesn't get dropped, mate. Yeah, he's had his twenty. That's as solid as he's, Cunningham's hey, mate, gone hey, all mate, year. He could have had four. He's not getting dropped. Yeah, solid as. Solid as. Who are you inviting to the party if you had an invitation to throw out? Who do you think? The Bud. Five. In game 350. Five. five of the best. Five of the best. I've got one for you. Here you go. Ollie Florent. Yeah. Last month is quiet. Quiet. Had some quiet. good games p- previous to that. What role are you giving him? He's just getting flown around a little bit. Is he though? Oh, yes. Gets played on a wing, then he goes back, and he's got to play a bit of key defense. And yeah, the key defense thing. You know that that's what's yeah. throwing him out. I just want him to, because he's got that burst out ability and, and silk by foot as well. You know, totally. get it into Ollie's hands. He's one of the ones we want to get the ball more frequently. And I thought the Hick really returned some good form he was against good. Carlton. And he's going to have a big, big night with your Rowan Marshall. Yeah, big body. Really got to prove yourself that he can still go you know, well, this with is, the young boys. This is the litmus test. Yeah, for sure. Because that guy is big and he can move. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And he's going to float forward. He is, definitely. That's where Francis is going to be important. Definitely. Sit in the hole. You know who I'm just loving who's been so consistent? It's unbelievable. Who? Robbie Fox. He's always consistent. So consistent, mate. But like 24 disposals off halfback consistent while locking down a defender. I was speaking to a mate, and this this is a testament to Robbie Fox. I was speaking to a mate who backs from Melbourne last night on Insta, and um, we were talking about Nick Blakey getting signed. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, we've signed up. We've signed up. um, Chad, we've signed up. More um, Heaney, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and he's like, "Oh, probably got to sign Robbie Fox." Then I'm like, "He's 31." Yeah, <laughs> and he couldn't believe it. Yeah, 
because he plays like a 25-year-old. And he looks young too. Yeah. Young face. He, I, I wish he was bloody 25. Definitely. He's insane. He's, his consistency is insane. Great. After like an uh, interrupted preseason too, you don't see many people just pick up the pace like he has. Tell me the last time you saw him make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Very seldom. Yeah. I think he had a few turnovers against North. No, but like there's nothing glaring. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's just that good. Swanies by how far, mate? Five goals. Five of Buddy's goals. He's so good, wouldn't it? That'd be the perfect Thursday. Might not even go to work Friday. I'd like a five goals. I'd like a relaxing Thursday night. It would be good, mate. But do you know what? I can kind of feel it might be. I've got this We're funny building, feeling mate. I'm not I'm not as nervous about this one. Yeah. Maybe ask me on Thursday. See how you going. Yeah. We, we, how good was Wixie against I Carlton? A, you, I, I love Wixie. Wixie was so Wixie. good. The pressure and the scoreboard impact. Yeah, it's just the intent. I want to see him back it up again. Yeah, big time. For sure. Now, guys, faithful, if you're not listening intently, get close to the speaker. <laughs> because we've got an issue that only you can solve. Lord knows I'm not going to be able to do it. We created a footy tipping contest. I thought it would be nice for me to invite my friend Peter into the footy tipping contest. Peter is now fifth and one off the lead. (laughs) He is a Collingwood supporter. We cannot have this. Yeah. You've got to really think about it. If you're a, who Give us a top five, Mads. Jezza B, the Swan 21, Willie A, Dale Image Online. They're the ones who are ahead of bloody D- Peter. Dale, on, Dale from Image Online. I'm going to send you a text now, mate. It, it's up to you. Chad's choices. Need a lift. Corey Devlin, need a lift. This isn't about individual achievements anymore. It's not. We cannot have him winning. <laughs> yeah. All righty. We'll jump into the tips while we talk about it, mate. I'm 107th. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just above you, 101st or something. Not good. You had a shocker. Shocker. <laughs> Tipped Carlton. Yeah. Nah, you, you're wrong there, aren't you? I um, am. All righty. Friday night, we've got the Doggies and Port. Great game. Where is it? Marvel. Dogs. Port, too good. They're good. Brisbane, uh, Hawthorne and Brisbane, Saturday afternoon at the G. Brisbane by plenty. Yeah, I think they're the real deal this year. But this will be a big test. Yeah, should like be putting Hawthorne. You got to put them away at the G. Yeah, big test. Adelaide and West Coast. Adelaide. Adelaide. We've got Frio and Richmond. Where? Frio. Frio. Sunday, we have North and GW. Where? Tassie. I'm going to say North Melbourne. They really impressed me last week. They're, they've come good, haven't they? Yeah. Brett Ratton is a good coach. coach. He's He got stiffed out of St Kilda. Mate, mate, he got stiffed out of Carlton. Fucking unreal. Unreal. Probably game of the round, Carlton and Essendon. Not game of the round, but anyway. That's a tough MCG. one. Because Essendon weren't 
Overly impressive. MCG Sunday night. Oh, yeah. 7.15. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Jeez, I might even pop down for that. I'm going camping this weekend. I'm yeah. back Sunday afternoon. Exactly. Uh, Carlton, yeah. Carlton, I think. No, Essendon. Carlton's... Well, Carlton's so P-Hearts. P-Hearts. They're so due. Melbourne and Collingwood. 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 Dollar ninety a piece. Collingwood to stamp their authority on the competition if they haven't already. Now, for sure, a little bit of housekeeping, Mads. Beanies? There's a handful of beanies. Literally a handful. So if you're keen, faithful, jump onto our link tree, which is on our our Facebook or our Instagram or our Twitter. You can click the link there. You'll see the merchandise store, and you can jump on there. Now, we've got the Flurio Gin as well running this month with Big Shane there. The link is also in our link tree there. So jump on there. It's pretty cool. It's delicious too. I've I've smashed through half my bottle. It's so good. Really Mm. nice drop, refreshing. And if you're not a big fan of a a gin and tonic, try a gin and soda. Game changer. Really nice. Takes the edge off nicely. (laughs) Uh, We have the steak nights down at the Rising Sun. Now, this is important because the steaks are cracking there. You've got, uh, you've got. I'm just going to waste some time here until I find it. Yeah, you've got your 300 gram porterhouse with chips and salad, and choice of sauce for 25 bucks. Now, you may think steak night where they just wheel out the crap to you and charge you, um, you know, less than they usually would. These steaks are quality, and 25 dollars. Is ridiculously unders. So good. And it's all fresh off the char grill that, that, that they've got down there. Mads and I always get up a we steak when we head down. always get a steak there. Now, the important thing to know is because people who know about it go and have a steak there every week. It is booked out. You've got to call and book. Call and book. Get in early and enjoy. For sure. Plenty of Swans memorabilia around there. Nice, cosy pub tucked in there at 2 Raglan Street, South Melbourne. Heartland of the Swans. Get down there and support the Rising Sun. Hotel South Melbourne. John and Annalise have taken over ownership. They are loving it and they are great people. So get down there. Definitely. Uh, anything else to touch on? I think we're good. Just uh, seriously, this Peter Gotts' thing. Yeah. Cannot let him win. Yeah, get the tipping right. Dale, this is an official shout-out to you, legend. Get it done. Tip well. But, mate, this has been True Bloods. The number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. We're number one in your hearts, and we're number one on the charts, Matt. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the the potty. You know what the best thing about the Rising Sun South Melbourne is, Mads? What's that, Dable? It's the steaks down at the Riser. Oh, we love the steaks down at the Riser. They've got your porterhouses. They've got your eye fillets. And if you really want to treat yourself, Mads, they've got the ribeye from Cape Grim, which is absolutely sensational. You know what? Might even get stuck into a South Melbourne dim sim while I'm down there too, Dable. <laughs> For sure. They've got your, the new chilli mussels and the Asian-style pork belly as well as a special this month. So get on down to the Riser for a feed. Plenty of gluten-free options too.